Welcome to Let's Chit Chat Sis. This week's episode, we talk about trauma and what is trauma. And on the porch, we have Pepper and James Gray. Hope you enjoy. Tonight, Chauncey's going to lead this, and, and Pepper and James are going to lead it, and the rest of us are all um, harass and badger for, for our own sanity. So, um, Chauncey, welcome. Well, good morning. Well, good morning. Oh, good evening. Let's chit chat this family. Um, yeah, I'm not even leading it today either. I was really excited about um, having my friends on and, you know, I'm always a firm believer in networking, right? And um, when networking, you got to think about your friends and what they do for a living and what they do and what they do well. And you always have to remember to share it and to to, um, you know, network and let somebody know. I know a guy who knows a guy who knows a girl who know a girl. That's the bump. And <laughs> so um, in, in, in doing that, you know, uh, James and I go way back. We go back to um, back like Kimmy and I go back. We go back like <laughs> pigtails and braces and you know all of that stuff. So, but um, in in his walk, um, James has um, met Pepper, and in their walk and in their journey, they have become trauma recovery coaches, or they'll give the actual name, but that's what I call it: trauma recovery coaches. And they have just enlightened me on so many things. Um, I've been blessed that um, Pepper wrote a book and she kind of asked me to look through it and read through it. And it was just so enlightening. It it provided so much information. It was deep. It was um, intuitive. It was, it was a mirror for me um, and looking at recovery, trauma, family, DNA, and how that all just fits into our bodies. And it's just a reminder of how God has created us. Mm-hmm. And we just, we're just all these different parts and, and how they work together and how, when one thing can be in off alignment, that that can throw everything else off alignment. And I was just like, wow. And Jimmy kind of gave me a a glimpse a few months ago, we had a little get together with some high school friends and he was just like, yeah, you know, Pepper, you know, she's doing something really deep and I think you'll really, you'll really enjoy it. And I was like, oh, he's so cute. He in love with his wife. They so cute. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And, you know, and they engage with us on our Facebook page and everything. And people love them. And I have so many friends that me and I went to high school with that you would think really know Pepper, right? We just know her. Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) Like this, like, wow. And so, um, but when I got a chance to read the book, I was like, dang, he was right. It's like deep. And so um, there are some topics that she hit on and I had an opportunity to speak with her and I had taken some notes and um, we bought them on today so that they could kind of run with it a little bit. But it's basically about how trauma affects all of us. Right. And um, what the recovery methods are and and how it works with our body and our neural system and just all of that. And I can never speak to it because that's not my ministry. 
So we're going to take it and make sure that James and Pepper kind of step in. And if you guys have some questions along the way, be sure to just kind of, you know, jump in and, and let them talk about it and answer whatever questions and stuff that we have. I think we have a good group here today. Not that any of the rest of our group isn't good because we're always good, but um, we couldn't make it too big because what our hope is, is that we can talk more about this in other episodes because it's just so it can be so vast that we're not going to be able to do everything in 50 minutes. So Pepper and James, I, you know, introduce you. So I I hope that you, you know, go with it and take it away. Thank you so much, Chauncey. I appreciate that. And we we're fans. We enjoy, I love the group. I'm, I'm always like, that's where I get to. I tell people that, you know, my name being Pepper, I'm sweet and spicy and I get to enjoy being a little more spicy in the group. So I appreciate that. Yeah, she does. Hmm, but well, we wanted to start with um, with just putting a premise out here, um, and that is that uh, everything about us is energetic. Okay, and um, from a uh, phys- uh, physics standpoint, um, energy can never be created or destroyed, and that's what I mean when I say that part of you that is eternal is consists of. electricity and magnetism. Okay. And the proof in that is, I mean, do, do, can we just do an exercise together? Can I walk you guys through an exercise, show you how powerful the mind is? Yeah. All right. First rub your hands together like this. We're just going to show you a simple thing that shows you just how powerful you are that you may not even realize. Okay. Just between your ears. All right. Just rub them until they get a little warm. Okay. And this may work for everybody. I'm not, I'm not, I usually take a little longer to do this and teach you some stuff, but we're just going to go with it. All right. Everybody in this room is real bright. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I know if my rubber? head, I know if my head light up, we're in trouble. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not... Oh, okay. All right. All right. So the next thing I want you to do is just hold your hands apart like this. Do you feel any sensations when you do that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Okay. You feel sensation. Okay. Now, now feel that, notice that sensation. Okay. Bring it out, put it back, bring it out, put it back. Now close your fingers. Mm. What happened? Cut off. It cut off. Open your fingers. I can't say nothing's going on. You feel it again? Yes. Okay. So that's all around you all the time. Okay, all around you all the time. And that's something that's the energy that I use in energy healing. All right. But let me show you how this is what I mean. We don't just treat people and turn them out. We teach them how to heal themselves. Okay, I want you to take your hands, look at them. Okay, Uh, everybody's got lines on their hands. Yeah. Right. Okay. Match up the lines at the bottom, like right here. They should match up. They look the same on both sides. Just line them up. Is everybody there? Mm-hmm. Okay. Now put them in like a prayer pose, just straight from there. Okay. Look at the tops of your fingers as best you can and tell me is one side, is one hand higher than the other? Yes. yes. It is. Okay. Whichever hand is higher than the other, take that hand away. Just put it out of your your frame there, down to your side. 
Now say to this hand that you're holding up, my fingers are getting longer. 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 Okay, now match them up again with the lines on your hand. Bring them back together. What happened? Wow, they're even. Aren't they? Wow. That's how powerful your mind is in creating reality. Okay? I just want to put that out there because what we do is we change the flow of energy mm-hmm. with talk and somatic exercise and in some cases energy healing. Wow. Yeah. I'm, trying, I'm trying to stay focused y'all cuz I'm I'm over here talking about my butt is getting bigger. My butt is getting bigger. My butt <laughs> <laughs> it works. That too. I mean, that does work. Yeah, that does, that does work. work. Yeah, but wow, yeah, you're gonna need a little bit more than a couple minutes to do that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, joking. Uh, I'm serious. <laughs> you know, we can talk offline about that. So. <laughs> I do want to um, turn over to Pepper. Pepper gets um, completely more geeked out about this stuff. So I'm gonna play a little backstop here and just try to, uh, when she gets in the weeds with terminology and stuff, make it English for you. (laughs) Um, But she has a great rap, obviously. She wrote a book about all this. And um, we want to start with, I guess, letting people know what what we actually do do offer. Yeah, so let's talk about talk about first what we treat. So our focus is mainly but not limited to religious trauma, racial trauma, childhood trauma, generational trauma, as well as intergenerational trauma. We work with PTSD, complex PTSD, anxiety, depression. We uh, work with survivors of narcissistic abuse, uh, betrayal trauma, and grief. Mm-hmm. So there's the, the one nice thing is that if you know how to treat trauma, you know how to treat all of the traumas. Mm-hmm. However, there's so much intersectionality with trauma and with shame and with what, you know, how we are oriented to the world. Like my experience, we can go through the same experience and we will have a different story at the end. Mm -hmm. And it will be according to what our understanding and detail and orientation to the world is. Mm -hmm. So one of the things about trauma recovery coaching that is different from psychology is that we are trying to decolonize what trauma recovery is. Mm-hmm. Western psychology is very, uh, it's very colonial. It's very patriarchal and it, and it has those in those undertones when they talk about treatment. It's always, if you have anything other than a privileged mindset, you have a mental illness. Mm-hmm. That's a negative. Mm-hmm. So then wow. you're immediately othered in the mm-hmm. industry on top of. And that if- was kind of justification for those mental hospitals that ultimately were prisons Right. They had to fill the beds. They had to fill the beds. Yeah. 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 And capitalism is very sexy when it comes to, you know, targeting people to put in beds. So before I move any any further, we've talked about what we address. Let me talk a little bit about um, what services we have, what our modalities are. So our modalities are somatic embodiment and and what is the other part? And regulation. (laughs) Soma means body. And oftentimes we forget like Western psychology doesn't address how the spirit 
is a part of the body That's and right. how it's also a part of the mind. Mm -hmm. mm. So we will talk today a little bit about the autonomic nervous system and the autonomic nervous system is known as your soul nerve. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's soul right. Nerve, not S O L E, but S O U L. Your spirit is within and it shows up in your spine and it shows up in your nervous system. Wow. So we'll get into that a little bit more. So we do, we do spiritual coaching as well. Um, of course we use energy work. Uh, we also do internal family systems, which is that parts work that um, you guys were talking about earlier. It's similar to shadow work. We're slowly moving in that direction. Uh, and then our, and then the other um, part of trauma recovery coaching specifically is that we're client led. Yeah. So I don't have, unlike your, unlike your therapist, I don't have to have you go through, you know, five or six different steps in order for you to get to the next thing. I understand that this is your recovery journey and how you need it to look is you're the only one who knows that. Right. I made a post in our uh, Facebook page today and it says people don't need to be saved or rescued. People need knowledge of their own power and how to access it. That is our uh, mantra for helping people. I, yeah. I, I can't save you. Pepper can't save you, but we can help you save yourself. That's right. And this is, and, and you think about that too. Why would, why would they want you to know you could heal yourself? <laughs> so, so it makes sense. It makes sense. And, and, and mind over matter is one thing. Um, I don't get too excited about positivity because I think there's a point of that, that it can become toxic and false. It is. And, and so gratitude is one thing, but you can, you can have gratitude and honor being in a traumatic experience. And so I will talk a little bit Faking about it that. until you make it is, is toxic. Yes. Yes. Now I have three questions for everyone to just kind of ponder for a little bit. And the first one is, what do you know about trauma? And just think about that. What do you know about trauma? What do you know about trauma recovery? And I'll bet nobody has an answer for that. <laughs> everyone might know what trauma is and everyone probably does, whether they recognize it or not. But what do you know about trauma recovery? And then the last question is, what is your personal experience with trauma? Because that's not the same as what you know about trauma. Okay. So as you think about these things, um, let's start by talking about, we talked a little bit about the autonomic nervous system and I wish I had brought my charts now, but the autonomic nervous system we've already said is your soul nerve. This is, this is the nervous system that not only sends signals out through the body, it receives information from the body mm -hmm. and it all lands. It all lands right in that amygdala of the brain. And, um, and I have, like I did, I used to have a bunch of charts and stuff, um, but you, it's the autonomic nervous system runs similar to your circulation system, but it's all connected from the brainstem down through the body. And this is important to know because, uh, you know, your, your circulation system, it's going, it's, it's pumping from the heart and there's an, a separate system that brings it, brings it back through the body, circulating it. Right. With the autonomic nervous system, it is it is not only taking information and receiving information; it's storing it. So it keeps how you how you process information. It's always felt first. Yep. 
Yeah. Mm. We are meaning-making machines. We tell the story. Our narrative is what determines how deep that wound of trauma can go. And trauma yes. is basically this. Trauma is a disconnect from the authentic self. So I'm walking around as the authentic self, and then suddenly someone traumatizes me. It's going to be a disconnection from my authentic self, because now the person that will emerge, that is a part, a broken part, and that is who walks away from that. Broken, but not irreparable. Right. So to stop you you there. So Mm -hmm. then what you're saying is trauma is so individual that we all can't be put into five categories because trauma is individual to that each individual traumatic episode, however big or however small, that person basically in essence decides what that trauma is. Yes. That's it. Yep. Very individual. And it is a matter of perspective. Yeah. So there's, again, we'll go back to that. If any event, okay. Like even this podcast, Okay, we're all going to have a different story about it when we talk about this later. Right. Because we all we shared it. We co-created it, but we all experienced it very differently. Mm -hmm. So all that to say, as we as we move through today, I encourage the I encourage your courage and your curiosity. And that's going to come in the form of questions. There might be things that I share that you're like, that doesn't align with me. And that's okay because where you are in your journey, it doesn't need to right now. <laughs> when you're ready to catch it, you'll catch it. Okay. And have you experienced people like, what mojo are you talking about? Oh, <laughs> absolutely. Constantly. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's, right. it's, it's one of those, I'll say like the thing about being a trauma recovery coach is every client requires I grow. Because if I'm ever just matching a client step for step, yeah, that's perfect. That's great. I totally agree with that. Then, then they don't need me for one, but then also how they affect me in return, how they get through their journey. Oh, that worked for you. This thing that you tried worked for you. That gives me something to now share with other survivors. You know, I had one, I had a client who tried this thing and it worked for them. So healing modalities aren't limited. While we have a set that we hyper-focus on and tend to use, um, our, we chose them specifically because they also honor all walks of life, from whatever your religion is to whatever your, um, your, your history is. This honors all of them. That's not to say that we don't offend people. <laughs> because because the thing about it is, and, and we'll talk a little bit about shame too. And, and this one is shame is one of those. I know Chauncey, you loved that chapter in the book. <laughs> and I want to ask you what, my favorite, what so. was the thing that really stuck out for you in that chapter? But, um, and it is, it's his favorite chapter. So I will, I will let you speak to it, but shame is one of the biggest things we wrestle with in trauma recovery, because we don't often recognize that we're perpetuating it as often as we are. Mm. And we don't recognize how often we're receiving it. Mm-hmm. And shame is an energy that is so slick. Can I tell yes. a story about, okay. It, the, you can, you can literally project shame on the others. I was in the Walmart. Okay. Last month. And um, I had just had 
my own coaching session. I, you know, I'm coached as well as I am a coach. Okay. I think that's pretty healthy. We both are. And we both are. Yes. Yeah. So um, I'm in the Walmart, I'm shopping and there's a, there's a black guy. And what I thought at the time on first glance was a black woman coming toward me. And in, in actual fact, it was a black woman, but it was a transgendered black woman that wasn't fully there yet. Okay. And they were walking toward me and our eyes met. Okay. Me and the transgendered uh, uh, woman, our eyes met. And I immediately felt like this shame coming over me. And I'm like, that's not me. You know what I'm saying? And I, I literally stopped walking, took my gaze away, went inside. Cause I can do it that fast now and said, is this me? Because I didn't know I had those, those feelings about, about that. And what happened was that person had a shame response because they saw a 50 year old black man and 50 year old black men don't usually vibe with them. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? Does right. that make not sense? An acceptance? Right. There was right. no, yeah, they perceived that I might not accept them. So we were, I, I was like, oh man, that's terrible. But that what didn't belong to me. A few minutes later, I saw them on the other side of the store and I was ready this time. And I said, no, my energy is going to be the one that dictates how this interaction will go. And we were in, a, in the same aisle. We were passing again. And I looked them in the eye again. And, I, and, and she smiled because I put my energy higher. OK, I said, no. First thing I said to myself after that shame experience was I am here. OK, I made myself present. I brought myself present, not based on what what her past experiences were or anything else. You're going to see me the next time you see me. I'm going to be my authentic self. And that's what happened. And the next time it was like a completely different interaction. And And it was was like there was no conversation, but there was a conversation. Right. Right. Balls are always talking. Yeah. And so where do you where, where where do you think your shame stemmed from? My shame was being projected. It wasn't my shame. I was just sensing right. shame. He projected it on you, right? I, they projected the shame yeah. at me, and I got you. for whatever right. reason, it overrode my vibration at that time to the point yeah. where I felt their shame. Okay. Wow, you know that is powerful, man. You you know, and I just wanted to say, first of all, Pepper and James, man, you guys are awesome, and what you're doing. Um, just listening to what you're saying, because I'm a certified peer recovery specialist right now and life coach working in behavioral health for Western Tower Community Services, traumatic brain injury department. And I just, yeah, and I'm I'm just coming out of training. I've been there three months now, but I was just listening to what you're saying and I'm so relating it and it's applicable to my life because I believe wholeheartedly when you start operating your good energies, you know, we get back what we give off. Yeah, you know, um, when we start actually operating in that, where there's no more, because um, we can become so fixated on what someone else is going to think about us. Yeah, that we're suppressing, you know, the good energy that we have, and this would truly, to me, being the best version of yourself is that your past experiences have no longer defined you, you know, and you you're not the things that happen to you. You don't have to look like what you've been through. And all of these things are because, as I like to say, you change your mindset, you change your life because you're right. How you feel, Pepper, you hit the nail right on the head. 
um, you know, people may forget what you said or what you did, but they never forget the way you made them feel That's and right. how that thing would trigger you, you know, but there's treatment and thank God for people like yourselves There's treatment because this is the disease. No one sees yeah. is yeah. the mental illness because you're right. We can put on facades and we go through life suppressing that. But like you said, I love to hear what you said, Jay, you rose above it yeah. by, by embracing your, your best self your energy of who you are, which typically if we walk around instinctively in our intuition, like being, mm-hmm. you know, I believe in our steps have been ordered. I'm faith-based and holistic too. So okay. I believe wholeheartedly in that you operate in your, your genuine good energy and space. This is what the universe is going to reward you because this is what you're giving love. You're, 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 you're being kind. You're being thoughtful. You're not letting those things that you've been through before suppress that. And you're self-medicating with bad choices and trying to cover it up. And and eventually it comes out, you know, it all it always will. So I'm glad to hear that you all have. I, I didn't know there was that many different levels of trauma. And I'm still learning about it. But a trauma recovery coach. Yeah. And that is awesome, you know, because that is something that, you know, it, it all happens for us. And yeah. for me, I, I look back, I was 11 years old. When my grandmother passed in the room next to me in my parents' house. My mm-hmm. mom threw it in. And cancer literally ate her alive. She she weathered down to 80 pounds and she was gone in 1972. I came home one day. It was it was like she my mom said she's gone. You know, and I watched my mom never cry. And see, as you talked about generational pepper, I I, I know I'm telling you because it's like, well, nothing's wrong with me because nothing was wrong with my mom and nothing was wrong with my grandma. So, you know, nothing can be wrong with me. You see, and this is the, the, where it needs to be. I was four when that happened to me, JB. Yeah, you know. So for me and my healing, going through the holistic uh, pathways of recovery is acknowledging that, you mm-hmm. can, okay? And, and it is no longer uh, defining me. So this is what I advocate and uh, believe strongly in self-help, that you have to, you know, start to find your purpose and who you are, try to operate in that energy, um, you know, that thing to me where you become passionate about living your life and and you protect that energy in that space. Yes. You know, you really do learn to do that. So I'm so glad to hear about what you all are having to offer out here because it's much needed. It's much needed. And everything I say is applicable to me. And I'm already like, I'm going to sign up. Right. You know, I'm in a mindfulness group right now. Right on, uh, I'm in a mindfulness group. Yeah. And it's wonderful. I love it. You know, and I, and I do that, you know, because I'm every day. I, I facilitate a group on Mondays and every day I'm interacting with people. So I, I like to do that for myself, but uh, there's never, you know, too much recovery and opportunities and different pathways, you know, that are, and I'm a big believer in the holistic. And, and the last thing I'm saying, I'm going to let you go is I learned a trick, which you were talking about with rubbing hands. I love that. And I learned a trick where a gentleman display where you could turn around, you find a point on the board, uh, turn as far as you possibly can with your torso, with your feet planted firmly. Mm-hmm. Then you remember that spot. Then you come back around. He has you close your eyes. You take a real deep breath. Breathe in. Hold it. Let it out slowly. And then with your eyes closed, visualize your body can turn around limitlessly. Mm-hmm. There's no limit to how many times you can turn around. It doesn't hurt you, you know, and it doesn't at all. You can just continue to go all the way around if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. Well, then you open your eyes. And every time you go further. Yeah. Than the last time. So I so relate to what you were just. Uh, That's a reason. Your, your example, man. Yeah. I love that, man. I really do. And I'm a big believer in that. And uh, it's applicable to my life, man. So I hope listeners on the porch 
will get with Pepper and James if you all are serious about your recovery. Because that's, to me, I believe in this, that, you know, if you don't heal from those that hurt you, you will bleed on those mm-hmm. that, not hurt, that did not hurt you, you know? Yeah, and um, I encourage so, people to heal so that others don't have to heal from you. You know, exactly. You know, and, and the five steps I always say, and I let it go, one, I love this acknowledgement. You know, this is the one that I think that's the biggest struggle. So many people then acceptance, accept help therapists, find a, the uh, appropriate help. Third is no more criticizing yourself. Don't beat yourself up no more. No more self ridicule Four, I believe in deep breathing, meditation, prayer, faith based, you know, cognitive behavior therapy. You got to start saying things differently. And then five expression, you know, yeah. uh, a huge believe and advocate of that. So that that works for me. And that's something that I like to always share with others as well. So Network. thank you all again. Network. Network. There you go. Yes. <laughs> no yes. So this is why we call our company the inside out experience, because we believe that healing happens from the inside outward, not the other way around. And one of the things that you brought up just now was um, I want to point out that sometimes people get in a loop of making poor choices because it's in service to survival. And when you come from a space of survival, you come from a place of injury and trauma the, the choices afforded to you are not the same as that of someone in the privilege of no trauma or lesser trauma mm-hmm. or a different trauma than yours, right. right? And so when we look at people's lives and we look at the choices they've made, we have to ask ourselves, from where did they make those choices? From where were they afforded choices? Mm-hmm. And, then, and, that, and then take away the shame we want to project in that situation And then also recognize, just like he did, where's their shame and leave it with them. And in doing that, now we make space for connection Connection. in a community. Right. If I see you are having a trauma reaction, if I see you and we're going to talk about this, the four F's, fight, flight, freeze or fawn. If I can tell that your behavior is coming from that space, then I can either... And, and, and we talked about this with the Will Smith situation. He laughed initially. I want to remind everybody that laughter is a fawning response. Mm-hmm. You mm. can hear something and laugh and it hurt. Yes. There yes. was behind the laughter. Now, I don't know if that was the situation here, but I want to remind people of that possibility because imagine if it's so that he does come from a childhood of trauma and he is, and his, he is, prone to reactionary Mm -hmm. and then he brings his hurt out on a night he's feeling some kind of way and then and then the littlest thing attack now the other side of this is the human uh capacity for compassion is greater than that for self-preservation so maybe will smith is not prone to fight for himself but for everyone around him maybe that's an element going on in this and then you have to ask what choices has he been afforded in life to practice another way was he was if he comes from if he comes from a, a, a culture in which fighting is what you do for for the people you love and yet it's not in his nature, imagine the cognitive dissonance this artist walks around with. Mm. And I say all that to say that, you know, we can sit wow. here and, and go right or wrong, right or wrong, right or wrong. But the truth is, is that it's just layer upon layer upon layer of complex trauma that showed up that night from everyone who perpetuated, everyone who allowed it space for it, 
Because seriously, just like he said, when you come into the space with your authentic self, your trauma's on the shelf or it's healed. When you come to the space, it's like, as this, it's like, uh, we liken it to um, a puzzle, the backboard of a puzzle. Yeah. You know, all the pieces lay there, but you're the backboard. Mm. Can't come together without wow. you, right? And, they're, and they can be all over the place. And all it takes is a little sorting out, putting them back together and, and reconnecting, right? So trauma, the, the number one treatment for trauma is safety. You're not going to achieve safe space if shame is present. You're not going to receive, you're not going to be able to facilitate safe space if you're perpetuating trauma. And you definitely cannot hold space, a safe space, if authenticity is not at the table. And for authenticity to show up in a space, it requires your body first. Mm. Wow. Your body is what is holding your autonomic nervous system and your electromagnetic field. And that's why we've uh, become certified in somatic embodiment and regulation as well. So when you think about your body, just think about your body and you think about any scars you have on your body and that scar, the wound underneath that has healed, but there's still an evidence of that, right? It is the same way for every emotional experience you have. It's imprinted on you somewhere, like a tattoo, like a scar. And if you don't heal what's underneath that, you're going to have to go back in. You're going to have to cut that wound. And it's more painful. You were absolutely right. It is painful to recover from trauma, but we don't give enough credit to the damage done if we don't. You're doing the work one way or another. You're either further perpetuating the trauma or you're further perpetuating the healing. And one of the things we believe in solid with our practice is that if it's within me to have a reptilian brain with which I go fight, flight, freeze, or fawn from in a moment of survival, then it stands to reason that within me is also the ability to respond, to restore, to repair, to rise, to resolve. So if there is a trauma response, there's a healing response. That's what already knows. Yeah. Right. Stop you there. CG, do you have a question regarding that or an example that you want to bring to the table? Oh. Man, or a question. This or is question. A lot. I mean, this is a lot to unpack. It, it really is. Um, you know, I've been in therapy for a very long time. So um, one thing that you guys mentioned was about the recovery journey. Um, I actually really respect that because I think that's one of the biggest issues that I've had um, within this is not people not really respecting um, where you come from and what needs to happen as far as like where when it's going to happen for you as far as the healing goes. Because I think a lot of people, they get really caught up in like, well, I think one of the most toxic things you can say to somebody is, well, I did it. So you can yeah. do it too. And it's like, you know, like you really don't gauge exactly how they experienced or took in, took in a moment. So I think a lot of people, they lose a lot of patience with others. Um, I, I, I'm guilty of it as well. Losing patience with people um, to where it's like, you should be over this by now. And it's like, it's not exactly, there's no timeline for this. Um, and I think that also that that also you talked about connection and community. I think that also builds a great disconnect, you know, where it doesn't allow that that moment for that. So 
I mean, that's that's some things I've been taking. I've been taking in a lot that you've been saying. So that that's kind of my little input I wanted to have for right now. <laughs> the last, how about you? A couple of things were going through my mind. First of all, I I function on such a high frequency mm-hmm. that when I get energy that's disruptive to me, it shuts me down. I have somebody at my job. I have two people, and their whole energy just and I tell them. Like something that your energy is throwing me off. I don't even let my boss in my in my office. And she goes, that's really disrespectful. It's not. But because I'm on this frequency all day, as soon as something comes in that's not of this, ugh, it's, it's really bad. But that's one thing. And the second thing is I'm my body's probably really jacked up because I don't respond to trauma. Like I had to even think, what was traumatic? Like mm-hmm. I had to make myself find something for this episode, because I don't look at things like trauma. I look at it like an experience. Yes. Through this life, I'm going to have experiences. And this wasn't a pleasant one, Mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean, like you said, my body don't feel it. Oh, it does. Mm -hmm. So I'm, and so that's what I was listening to my body probably feeling. That's probably why I'm, you know, getting old so fast, but I really do go through with, eh, you know, yeah. So I got divorced after 20 years and you hey. You know, I'm going to get back up and keep it moving. Yeah, yeah. I can hear people that passed away on me. Yeah, but that's life. Keep on moving. Yeah. So there's a generation out there that really believes that forward motion is yeah. the act of healing. And it's not. Yes. So we don't even know that we need to heal. That was That's that's the problem. It's yeah. not that we, this is life, which we heal. Right. Everybody going through stuff. Let's keep it moving. Yeah. yeah. And the acceptance that you could be a trauma survivor he he struggles with that. He's I like, don't identify. I'm as not a survivor, yeah. but it's like it's it's this idea of being a victim, right? Because one of the elements for that is because the shame around being a trauma survivor, the shame, like we 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 immediately victim blame. Yep. And and you'll see it like a lot, especially in religious spaces. That that how you know well if something happened to you, you must have sinned, you know. And there there's that undertone often, and it's very. Um, it makes it so that no wonder we don't talk about it. No wonder because I'm ashamed for being a victim, right? And so it's so important that as we talk with our family that we really start having these conversations about, do you know what trauma is? Mm-hmm. It's It can be you scraped your knee. It and can- setting healthy boundaries in those spaces. Setting well. healthy boundaries. That creates safety. And, and, you know, I don't know what your Black experience is, but I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to, you know, suggest that it's probably at least similar to mine. And you know how we are. <laughs> you know, what I mean? we like, oh, you'll be fine, you know, or whatever. And we poo poo stuff that we don't understand. Poo poo. <laughs> Well, you, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's a good one. Really, really we, do, though. we just kind of just say, oh, well, you know, whatever. I lived through it. Like, like, like uh, CG was saying, you know, oh, I, I did it. I got over it. So can you. Did you really, though? Yeah, but sometimes you think you got through it. Because after, <laughs> after I got divorced after all of those years, I took time. What I thought was healing. But I didn't do the woe is me thing. Okay. I, did, I did the, okay, all right. That ain't happening again. Okay, let's get this down here. Let's let's do better. Let's let's grow. Let's yourself heal first, which I mm-hmm. thought I was healing, and mm-hmm. then we go on to the next thing. But not remember it later as trauma. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't trauma. It was me growing from this 
ahead. <laughs> well, there's such a stigmatization around what trauma is, and that's why I remind people it is simply a disconnection. Uh-huh. Anything you disconnect from the authentic self is trauma. Right? It's like trauma to the skin, right? So that's how we develop a scab, right? So there's that's a right. disconnect. And now you yeah. got a scab that's that's growing, that's you know, supposed to be, but sometimes you can pick at it and right. then it's gonna heal because you keep picking right. at it and picking right. at it. Now here goes this part. If I pick at this, if this scar, if I pick at this scar, then I'm gonna be angry, mm-hmm. and I don't want to be angry. Maybe. Right. No, 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 no. <laughs> she no. said, "Oh yeah, I will be." Then I would add. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I I want to say I think that um, a lot of if we're talking about culturally. I think that it's embedded in a lot of us culturally because you know. Um, I think grandparents to great grandparents, even down to your parents, instill in you um, this kind of tough exterior, you know, in interior. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because you're always told, okay, you got all these other things that you're going to have to deal with in life that happened to you. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And I'm, I hate to bring this up, but because um, it happens in anybody's culture, um, but we yeah. uh, we actually had. Um, um, episode touching on it's like um, being molested. You know what I mean? Oh. It's is it's really huge. Where it's it was suppressed a lot in the black families. Like it's relatives like hurting the children, oh. and it's not talked about. It's like suppressed, and you know you go a whole lifetime, and you are a been molested by the uncle. You know what I mean? And he's at the dinner with you and your other family members. You know what I mean? So you have to be okay with it. You gotta be okay with that. Then you have this jacked up sex life, or either you you know something is going. You can't relate. You know what I mean? It's it's just brewing inside. So um. I, when That's I think depression. of trauma, um, yes. and James, I think that um, it's so many layers to peel from it. And I think when we talk about feeling safe, people make themselves feel safe because they just don't even want to peel the layers. And you know? That's what Celeste is talking about. Yeah, I don't want to peel nothing. There is a comfort and familiarity, no matter how toxic that familiarity is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it's predictable. And and let me say, too, let me say, too, um, so, so tr- when you mention anger, that's so, it's so curious because anger generally carries a lot of shame. And oftentimes when people say, I don't want to feel anger, it's really, I don't want to feel the shame of my anger because anger is, anger is a healthy, appropriate reaction to hell perpetuated on you. Mm-hmm. What you do with it and how you let it rue you is is where that's the disconnect, right? Does that make sense? Well, I, and I'm listening to you because I'm learning. But mm-hmm. in my mind, that's not, not what it is. In my mind, it is you've taken too much of my time at this point. I am no longer going to allow you to get any more of my energy. And that is that's that's why I just say, you know what? I'm not even going to be mad at you. I'm mad at myself. So let's allow it. Yeah, let's start with this. So, so here's the first step in in it. We talked about awareness of trauma, right? Mm-hmm. And we need to have education and language around what am I feeling? Where is it coming from? Okay. But then the other thing that our first step 
is to show ourselves compassion. Yeah. If we yes. can't show ourselves compassion, then don't even get on that journey. Yes. You can't show yourself enough compassion to say, I feel anger and it's, and I'm not going to let you have the energy, but I have anger about this thing. Mm-hmm. That is a, people will feel like they are making outrageous decisions and have outrageous behavior from trauma. And the thing is, it's a perfectly normal response mm-hmm. to an abnormal situation. Absolutely. And, 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 I, and I also, also want to say that I am a rape and incest survivor. So I very much understand the generational curses that come with hiding the creepy uncle sitting at the table with the predator who violated me, violating my own sovereignty in a fawning response to allow them to be at the same table as me during the holidays for the sake of what? Tradition? Tradition. Fronting that we're a family? Perception, right. Something else is comfort. I like the front neck. We are family. That's a good one. No, that's not enough. Yeah, that's not enough. Right, exactly. Right. So until we start listening to our daughters, until we start honoring our sons, Mm. until we start unpacking our own shame from our own experiences, and that's all going to start with showing our self-compassion. Look, I did dumb shit when I was a kid, but when I go back and I think about that little girl and I show her compassion and I engage in some form of of whatever that part of my life, whatever that age bracket is, um, an example is um, I like to go play with my son at the park. Like I will, I, we play tag. I run, I get out of breath. Like I will, it's fun. And we do, and I do it because it's very healing to the 10 year old little girl who was violated. And I can now engage in a healing practice with my son, which means all of the generational trauma from my grandmother to my mother down to me and how we, we, we're very much women who we violate our own sovereignty. It's what white women do. Honestly, we are raised from jump to always respect the white man in our space first, then us. And sometimes we do, and we will do the same thing and we will do the same thing to each other. We will betray each other. We will betray ourselves, but it's because we don't know how to show ourselves compassion. And when we start figuring out how to show ourselves compassion, then we have room for other white women, other, other women in general. We have room for men. We have room for our children, but we can't get there if we don't start here and we don't go back to the genesis of how we know ourselves. Because if I don't, this is who am I to speak to anybody about anything, especially in the mat, in the realm of healing. Well, right. I'm gonna say one thing too, Pepper. To to that, um, that goes right in alignment with women of color because we have this title, the title of strong black women. Black woman, yep. yep. And independent. That, you know, all of that. You know, I want to be independent. Yeah. I want to be independent. But so you come out the gate tired. Yes, yeah, strong tired. black women. That right. That I can endure Ooh. anything and still prevail. You know what so, I mean? This is and this is gaslighting, right? That's because because we're saying she can handle it. But right. do you hear any other? Do you hear any other culture being called strong white woman, strong oh, Puerto oh, Rican woman, woman, strong? It's only the strong black woman, and I'm telling you, it's that's not a badge of honor. 
that's not a badge of honor. That is a, a prerequisite to damage, danger, and trauma. And yeah. that's what it is, an acceptance of it. And when I say this, um, I think that I hope anybody listening on this porch will hear this clearly. Trauma is trauma, and you have to be able to deal with it. And I'm learning so much from this conversation. It's just unbelievable because I know I'm guilty of it myself. I, I think I do much better now, Pepper and James, with my grown kids than I did when they were little because when they were little, I was just scheduled, keep it in line. This is what I'm supposed to do. This is what I know I should do. You know, now I have these deep conversations, you know what I mean, um, about the things they didn't like that I did, the things that they're going through, you know what I mean, and I accept it. And I want them to heal just as long as we can have this conversation. We are all healing. You know what I mean? Wow. So I, I think that's a huge step as far as um, dismantling generational curses because I can't do that for my mom. And as much as I love my grandma, we didn't talk about stuff like that either. You see what I'm saying? Right. It's like, do what I say. And that's what it is going to be. And if yeah. something's happened to you, you're going to be cool. You're going to be all right. And they ain't going to say cool because my grandma wasn't going to say cool. But, you know, right. she's going she gonna to put it in that language where, baby, you're going to be all right. You're going you're gonna to be all right. And you kind of put yourself in the mindset. It's traumatic. It's it's destroying me inside. I'm going to be all right. I'm going to be all right. I'm going to give you one example. You can say something, Charcy. After my dad died, I end up having thyroid disease, okay? Mm. And if people don't know, thyroid disease comes from a trauma. Yeah. The trauma is held in the body. And yeah. so I was like, nobody in my family has thyroid disease. What you talk about, doc? You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> something happened to you, and I still couldn't relate to it to 10 years later. And but my grandma and, grandma, uh, and my aunt was... Um, you know, taken away. My thyroid really went off the hook. They usually I was it was medication that kept it, you know, in line and so on and so on. But when that happened, the trauma, it was bypassing all medication because everything was going there. You know, and I didn't know about it until someone told me who had thyroid disease and said, they didn't tell you that that came from a trauma that it's you're because not it's an energy block. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I had no idea. So that's my thing that, you know, the body, you know, I could concur with you. The body feels that trauma. If you recognize it or not, it's going to be compartmentalized somewhere. Mine was in my thyroid. Um, I eventually had to have a thyroid killed because it was like, I guess I'm just like a traumatized person. So, you know. Well, no, Kimmy, what you were saying about your mom and your grandma, I, I, was trying to pull Pepper in because there's something that she speaks to in the book about when we heal ourselves, how that is healing them. So Pepper, if you could just speak oh, to that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so my mother, um, my birth for her solidified her place in poverty. Okay. She was in an, a very intersected space in her life where it was like one more baby at this moment of my life puts me in poverty no matter what happens after that. And that is, first of all, poverty is a trauma. Mm -hmm. It's a traumatic system, just like our, our school to prison pipeline. That's a traumatic system. Mm -hmm. Perpetuating trauma is something we do very well mm -hmm. in America. So my mother, my mother and I did not have a good relationship growing up because there was this undercurrent of resentment I was very triggering to her. And then at the time that I, about between three and five years old, I was first violated. Oh. And 
while she claimed throughout my life, um, she's passed now, but while, when she was alive, she claimed to not know about it, but her behaviors indicated otherwise. And so, so there's a betrayal trauma and then there's this, this poverty trauma and, and my birth is traumatic. And then you add to it that, that I'm the oldest daughter. So I now have second mom position Mm -hmm. and all the babies she has after that, I'm, I'm going to have to help raise them. Mm -hmm. So now I have to grow up even faster. Right. And, and all that to say that as I go through my healing journey now, and I think about what she went through in betraying her sovereignty as a white woman and staying in poverty for, for the purposes of honoring the person she married and then also raising her children according to what she believed was godly. That all of that still perpetuated trauma, as well as anything that she took on from her mother and grandmother. And then now I have it. Mm-hmm. So I have it along with all the trauma that I live with. And while I cannot heal my mom, I can heal her trauma mm. by healing my own. Absolutely. I love that. And I believe that's Amen. true for everybody. That's part of that generational and intergenerational trauma that we help treat. And that is if you can heal it in you, you not only heal it for your ancestors, your ancestors give you a, a reptilian brain. We all inherit a reptilian brain, which is where our fight, flight, freeze, and fawn response come from. But where our restorative response system comes from, and that's what my book is about, our restorative response system comes from the authentic self or the higher self, or you can call it God if you prefer. You can say it's energy if you prefer. It doesn't really matter. It's yours. Mm-hmm. And, and because it is yours, you are a creator. You are from, it is from source. It is from God. It is yours. And then your job is to then your purpose rather is then to either perpetuate that of a creator and healer, or you can perpetuate that as a destroyer Mm. and further perpetuating trauma. And that is where the energy changes. Okay, because the, ener- the 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 trauma that's passed down generationally is uh, we'll just call it a negative. Okay, so understanding that energy can't be created or destroyed, what happens to that? The it's only thing that you can do is pass it down or transmute it. And when I say transmute, I mean to change it to a positive. To heal it. To heal it and to heal it changes that orientation of that trauma energy to something that is going to make you more whole. And something else I'd like to speak to is that if our, if we have an emotion bubbling up, Mm -hmm. that emotion is communication from the body. It is communication from the soul nerve Mm -hmm. and it is a call for you to respond how you choose to respond, how you choose to honor it. You can have anger and honor it. You can have sadness and honor it. You can also say, that is not how I choose to use this energy. I instead capture this energy and decide to transmute it into something that creates connection, Mm -hmm. safety, healing, love. But the only way you'll get to that point of the decision is if you first go within and say, you know what? I'm enough. I'm created this way for a purpose. When you think about stress, okay, you think about you think about just just a physical s- symptom of stress. 
could be something as simple as an upset stomach. You have a brain in your gut that is talking to your autonomic nervous system and it's saying, yo, we're stressed. So your stomach goes evacuation. It's time to start churning. It's time to evacuate anything that's that any contents that we carry and it's in service to survival. So we want to help people recognize that in your healing journey, you're going to screw it up. And, and it's all about honoring that because as long as you're learning from it and you're not harming others, keep going. Mm -hmm. That's where that forward motion piece is actually correct. So moving forward, isn't always healing. However, choosing to transmute the energy and then show yourself compassion, then you can move forward. Then it makes sense. Um, so with that, any questions? Absolutely. Well, as I stated when we started this, that it it would be something that we could not unpack everything, of course, in this in this one hour. Mm -hmm. But um, I think that what we spoke on and what we hit on was very important because it's it's an area that we're all affected by, right. whether it be big, whether it be small, we're all affected by trauma. Um, my takeaway from what you were saying was that um, you can have one, you can have both. Let me make sure I got this right. You can have shame attached to trauma. Right. But not necessarily trauma attached to shame. Correct. Correct. Okay. All right. So that was a big takeaway for me because based on my understanding and, and, and what I've experienced in my own life, I will have always necessarily put those together. So I am glad to hear that um, there is a separation um, of the two. And so um, I appreciate that uh, about you being here. I, I would love to, you know, have you back again at, at another time. And I thank you guys for taking the time to be with us. And um, if everybody could just hit on something really quick that they have as a takeaway, um, and then we'll turn it over to Kim. Yeah, I got something. Um, I think, uh, yeah, I think within the Black community, I think part of the reason why we don't really jump into the conversations of trauma, even just mental health a lot is because, you know, we're, we're probably one of the only people in this country to really have to create a, you know, culture on the fly coming out of slavery. Um, you know, we never really had that, that opportunity to really, you know, sit down and heal from a lot. We keep moving forward. Um, and you mentioned that whole, you know, trauma, you know, we transmute that energy into something. And I think for a lot of us, it's, we've been tra transmuting that, that trauma into, into safety and, and you know like like celeste was saying like she's saying like yo like i just move forward it's just an experience i move forward like we gotta move forward we don't have time to you know really sit down and really reevaluate re everything because everything's just it's still in motion and it's like we can't stop so i think that's something that you know i think the further as more generations get out of poverty as more generations you know move up in society or whatever i think you have more space to be able to do that but it's it's definitely going to be a, um it's going to be a hard thing to do you know with what's ever, what's on everybody a lot of people's plates right now yeah well i'm going to segue that because you you brought up that because in my mind if every time i went through what was perceived as trauma and i went through all of these different stages, right? I don't know if I would have been able to get out of them as quickly as I did. And now the therapist is asking, because I, I had to fire her. She's asking me, 
<laughs> it did, because she was tearing me down so much I couldn't even concentrate. We find that a lot. It was it, 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 every. I thought I had it pretty much going on, and after I finished with her, she was like, "Oh, you don't love yourself." I was like, "What? Like what? That's not why I came here." But for now, to go back and open up all of those things again, mm-hmm. I'm not totally convinced. Because I'm going to tell you, I've I've built relationships with those people. You know, if they didn't physically hurt me. You know, we got past it. And so now you want me to open it back up? Pepper. <laughs> I, I hear you. And the only thing, you're the only one that can decide if that's what you need to do. I don't if, like it. If, if you don't need to do it, then then the only thing that I would ever say to you as a coach from that from that space is if you move forward and continue to show yourself compassion, then I ha- then there's nothing else. There's no more conversation. The only thing that we're asking people to to be aware of is a: Do you have trauma? Have you had trauma? Mm-hmm. Awareness, and you do. Okay, wonderful. What do you do with it? Do you feel like you've healed from it? If it's not harming you, if you don't perceive it to be a harm today, but you're showing yourself compassion along the way, so if it bubbles up later, then you can go back and heal it. Then I will tell you this. I will tell you this. It bubbles up. Okay. Probably not totally healed. Um, and it bubbles up bad. Okay. It really does. But I'm thinking it might be worse. So, so if I open it up. If you don't heal, yeah. I just feel like it's gonna be worse if I acknowledge it. But that's what I'm taking away. I have to I have to figure it out on whether or not that's something I want to tap into. Because I would yeah. I would disrupt the whole family with it. Let me tell you something. That is one thing I will be honest with you as is, is in um, I'm completely exiled from my family because I chose to do the healing work Uh and because Mm -hmm. I chose to call a duck a duck. Mm -hmm. And that, that came out, that came out as disrespectful. It came out as irreverence. It came out as an attack on their and safety. And it was a ton of shame cast on me. And so I became the black sheep of the family. I, I became exiled because it was easier and safer for them to do that than to face all that we had carried because there's also a pride uh, uh, and a flex, honestly, in carrying our generational trauma and not letting it take us out. Uh Right. Uh We don't recognize how we're doing, how we're still perpetuating it, even in undertones on other people or ourselves. Mm-hmm. But if you do nothing else but show yourself compassion moving forward and when it bubbles up, say, you know what? That heifer told me. <laughs> right. And you, and you just say right. to yourself and you say to yourself, I still love me. Yeah. That's right. Hot mess and all. So it bubbled up. Oh, guess what? I'm a human. Go me. Right. That would be that would be just exactly what it looks like. It's not that complicated. Like, this is the thing. We don't have magic for this. No. We are the magic for this. Uh-huh. Right, right. Yeah, you're the magic. So I do have a question. Um, Pepper, you talked about, I love your compassion and developing compassion for yourself. Yeah. Is a part of that ownership um, of the experiences, traumatic experience? Yes. Is, is a part of that, you know, revealing that part? Yes. So ownership. So ownership is not the same as accountability. Well, that's what I was going to say. Ownership and accountability actually together. Yeah. Because, because sometimes, okay. 
the fawning response is a really good one to talk about here because the fawning response is the one that, like I said, laughter, it's, it's that laugh response to pain, right? Um, uh, comedians use it all the time. They operate in the muse of shame and, and, um, perpetuating that cycle because that's, that's how they make their living. And they often will take trauma from their own life and poke fun of it on the world stage. Like, let's all laugh at this. And it's their avoidance to the disconnect, right? Sure. So, so now when I started talking to and telling my truths and coming out about my trauma, um, I got blamed for a lot of things that I, it's not mine to own that. No. I also made some decisions that were kind of shitty. If I'm being honest, I made decisions from a space in service to survival. So the frame that people, you know, like we can look at this at at, at situations and, and what we know, what we perceive is just not the whole picture. Right. So a lot of people, like I got called a Jezebel in church. I got called, like I was attacked for talking about being a victim of something traumatic that happened to me, which is another layer in why we don't come forward because it's right. just it, to know Same. going yeah. back there. And now I'm going to have to deal with, and then, so whose shame do I own? What shame in that do I own? And there is healthy shame. And then there is unhealthy shame. And then there is where you are with shame and where you want to be with shame. And there's where we are with our trauma and where we want to be with our trauma because they're sure. life experiences, right? It's all life. We're all living life. And there's no point in sitting here and going, because you had a certain life experience different from mine, that we are othered and disconnected. Okay. Your pain might disconnect. Your healing is what Mm -hmm. reconnects. And there is, we talk about self-care and we talk about community care. No one really understands these. Mm -hmm. No one really understands these because they think acts of service are community service. And they think they can earn self-care. No, that's not how it works. You must take care of yourself or you will end up taking care of yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's from the inside out. Same thing is true um, for, for uh, how we treat each other. If I don't learn how to respond to you versus reacting to you, we're going to have a problem. Okay. And that's where that's, again, that's that disconnect. So... I'm going to use that in my group. I'm going to use that in my group. Yes. Well, again, we thank you so much for coming and participating with us. And um, we kind of purposefully leave it kind of open so that we could possibly see where this can lead to so that we can continue um, the conversation so that people can um, reach out to you and and start that that healing journey um, from the inside out. So um, again, uh, Pepper and James Greggs, we thank you so much uh, for being a part of Let's Chit Chat Sis today. And um, we hope to have you back. And to our listeners, um, we will provide the information for you if you are interested. And, um, you know, let's start this healing journey. Let's, let, let's start it. For those that have already started, let's continue. And let's keep an open mind about doing things um, you know, a little, a little differently than, than the traditional set, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, just regular talk therapy and and things of that nature. So I got a lot out of this and I really appreciate you guys coming. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having us. It was wonderful. Yeah. Great, great episode, Um, James and Pepper. I will say that um, 
this will just be a part of a series because it's a lot more to talk about. So, um, you know, we could, we'll talk online about it, but we'll, we'll define um, what that series will um, actually conclude with because I think that people will hunger for more. You know, um, I could just tell you for myself, I listen and I, I think I'm a really good listener, um, Pepper, and listening to what you said is a lot of um, ownership on yourself instead of putting the ownership in other places to gratify or even satisfy what has traumatically impacted your life, you know? And um, I think that more people want to probably, like you said, Celeste, you know, maybe be hesitant to peel the layer. And I said, it's always about our episode. Sometimes people don't comment, but I know they're listening. Right. <laughs> I always right. say this to my team, they're listening. And I know they're going to be listening to this. And this is like, um, feed in the soul, you know. Yes. So we definitely want you to come back. We'll talk offline. We'll make this a series because in these days and time, I think people need to hear this. Yeah. They need to hear this. So um, thanks, Chauncey. You led a good show, Pepper and James. Awesome. Um, we're gonna call you co-host as well. Um, <laughs> I'm your girl Kimmy, and joining me tonight on the porch is I'm Chauncey. I'm Celeste. TG. I'm JB from NC. <laughs> I'm Pepper. So it's DJ. <laughs> Join us Wednesday when we drop a new episode. Um, you can catch us always on our social media pages, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. So thank you again. Have a wonderful week on purpose and good night. Good night.